Hello, and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. Wow. Okay. We've been super busy last couple of weeks doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, we've had fun too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun kind of getting back into the groove, which is probably something to talk about. We got a couple notes from people saying our last podcast sounded a little, I don't know, what was it? Like that we, down or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it could have had something to do with the jet lag. That could have been it. Um, but something to do with the weather. Yeah, because it's been raining until recently. And yeah, and cold. And freezing cold. So yeah. you need that little heater. Yeah. And then it's probably also thinking of all the things we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I think for me, I was, I, it's like I had to transition back. It was like, okay, wait, we're on a boat again. What were we doing? You know? But you're like, oh, we're going back to the boat. And you're thinking like, I'm going to be in blue water. And it's going to be warm. <laughs> and flip flops. <laughs> yeah, and no. Like, and then you're like at a dock. In, well, beautiful marina. It's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. No complaints, but... Like your your head is be like, oh yeah, we're going cruising. And you're like, well, there is the pre-cruising phase. Yeah, and and it it was cold, so it was sort of like yeah. this weird, you know, juxtaposition of what we thought it was going to be, and then mm-hmm. we got here, and so like, once again, you have to just kind of reset your expectations. Yeah. And we don't have warm clothes. <laughs> no, we left all of our warm clothes in Tahoe. Yeah. So, so. yeah. Anyway, we survived. So um, today we're going to talk about everything we have been working on to unwinter the boat. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it. Do you call it unwintering or prepping or? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, putting the boat back together. So it sort of started. Um, so there's there's kind of a couple categories of things that we've been doing. One is just like finishing things that we've been wanting to do. And other things are legit like unwintering you know for getting the boat ready so let's talk about the unwintering stuff first and then we can talk about kind of the other projects how's that Uh sound yeah okay so obvious one is rerunning all the lines so we had taken down everything but the main to winterize it the it's not so much the uvs here in montenegro during the winter it rains a lot it's overcast um, but it's also the wind, the strong winds. They right. have two types of winds. And so we had removed the the tent, the cockpit tent, the helm station tent, removed all the cushions, uh, removed the, the stairs, like the, the steps. Teak the steps, yeah. yeah. To protect the wood. Uh, removed all the lines. Um, removed the Genoa. Um, we left the main, and what we did to protect the main is we added a tarp inside, uh, so on top to cover the main. Inside the back. Inside the back, yeah. And then we raised the boom, um, so it's at an angle. So there was still water that collected inside in pockets, but the tarp um, was waterproof. So when we opened it up, some water came out. But when we raised the main, uh, there was no stain and everything went fine. So 
So that's kind of one, and then put it back the electric cable, the, the water connecting your boat back to basically, yeah, uh, shore power to, uh, to Yeah, yeah, I mean, water. all that's obvious, but the, yeah, to f- run the fishing line through and... <clears throat> so, yeah, you just, this. you know, you just feed the lines and, and it takes a little bit of, of time, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, nothing... Uh, this is the type of work where you know pretty much what time it's going to take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was that's kind of and then there's a lot of stuff that also that we we move st- sails and the battens, the extra pair of battens we have uh, inside the boat. So it's just you know the boat is in the bikes, everything was inside. So it's mm-hmm. just taking everything back yeah. out, putting back in storage. Uh, in the cockpit unpacking so. everything yeah so that's that's the easy part so um, um you want to talk just before we move off the main and the lines you want to talk about uh the main maintenance what had to be done so prior to leaving the boat uh we did a service on the volvo engines mm-hmm. um i remember the exact requirements does but this have to do with the main <laughs> Oh, with the main? Yes. What was the question about the main? About the main, uh, the little co- track uh, things. Oh, yeah. So when raising the main, and I noticed that um, one of the button was off, cent- off kind of centered compared to the other buttons. And, uh, and then I remember noticing this last year when the sales wa- was, sale was up, uh, but we never, like, looked at it to yeah, try to we solve had other it. Things going <laughs> and then suddenly I was like, yeah. oh, what's the problem here? And so this is the typical boat job where you're like, oh, that's going to take 15 minutes. So you're like, okay, let's for this particular track. Unscrew a little, little screw. The little the, car things yeah, that go up and the, down. Yeah, yeah. From one of the car, yeah. So remove the the tube inside and then and then screw, you know, it was not screwed enough, so screwed all the way in. And put it back together. But <laughs> it starts this way. You're like, oh, 15 minutes. I'll feel good about that job. And then what happened is you're like, I'm trying to screw it deeper, but I cannot. I'm like, what's the problem? So I, I completely remove it, and I find inside there is a screw. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's normal. So in order to figure out if it's normal, I need to remove a second one. <laughs> so to look I can at compare. It. Yeah, exactly. Then the second one doesn't have a screw. And I'm like, uh-huh. So then I, we have a spare one. So I find a spare one and I'm like, mm, okay, let me check that. And then when I started to figure out in the packaging, um, it comes with some screws. And one of them basically found itself in the hole. And when they installed it, either they didn't notice it or they couldn't remove the screw inside. They just screwed Left this it way. in there and there it was. So the little S- screw thing was popping out. So, but, yeah, yeah, so it couldn't go as deep. So then I was like, okay, I'm just going to unscrew the screw. <laughs> but it's not coming out. So now I have to remove yeah. the whole thing, shake it, and, and on and on and on. So and this is just a great example of how all of these projects yeah, are pretty much Yeah, you know, like been. 15 minutes and yeah. then I have to go to the other end because there's some tension on the button <laughs> to put it back. And then I realized the other ends of the buttons, they have pins, but they've never been really been spread. So suddenly you're fixing yeah. that problem. And and suddenly that problem, that's, that's yeah. little fixed, just, you know, this is kind of how it goes. Yeah, and <clears throat> it was similar when um, this is not a get ready for unwintering thing, but we had to put a brake on the, on the wheel. Oh, yeah. 
And then it was like this whole thing, this whole thing. Oh, like you just kind of take it off and you put it on and it's yeah. really easy. <laughs> you just pop it in there. And then you're like, oh, I need the gear puller because this is really stuck. And, and I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. So yeah. suddenly you're asking around and some <laughs> friend of ours on Mimpy says, yeah, I have one, but I'm not sure where on the boat. <laughs> so this is our friends from um, Perth, Australia, that we've done a podcast with them. Oh my God, They're, we call their boat the Mary Poppins bag boat because it literally, they have everything in this boat you could ever imagine. <laughs> but because there's so much in the boat, they can't quite... And it's a smaller boat. Yeah, it's not a and they can't figure out like where it is. But I mean, this guy's amazing. He's super handy, Stephen. <laughs> he is super handy. He has all these great ideas. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I have one. I just got to <laughs> find out where it is. So, so, and then, so then we had... Um, uh, technician come and, and I said, do you have one of those? He said, yes. So uh, I used that. And and then a couple of days later, he said, oh, I found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but then since then, we bought one Super too. Super nice. So. Yeah, we ended up buying one. So the technician was here because he was mm. installing, um, so that was a break at the helm station I mentioned. He was installing the, and I don't know what you call it, but we wanted a mount to put our outboard on. So when we did passages or during the winter, we could put the outboard in a safe place mm-hmm. um, that wasn't on deck because there's nowhere on deck to really put it the way this boat is. Yeah. Um, so basically what people end up doing is they leave it on the um, on the dinghy, on the tender directly and do passages this way. But yeah. it's, it adds a lot of weight. And if you have an issue with the dinghy at sea, then, you know, that's going to create more problems. Or when you store the boat for the winter, you know, I mean, yeah. it's definitely... A- Although, you know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, you know, if you're on a passage and then suddenly you have to, like, <laughs> bail out of the boat and you're on your dinghy like you and have w- no engine but where are you going to go <laughs> well you're gonna row 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 your boat is that what you're that's what you're gonna do with the dinghy yeah i don't know i don't know anyway. it's safer too so yeah but then the way the lifelines are on those boats there is no support typically people can install like a bracket and you attach that to the the inox to the stainless steel you know frame but those boats don't have that, so so the only solution, our boat doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah, those FP boats, and I don't know about other brands, yeah. but so we found a solution in the four peak uh, because you can access it from inside the boat. And so we're really excited bracket. about this because it like tucks right inside the the four peak, yeah. and it's out of the way. And I mean, we have to kind of haul it down very slowly. Yeah, you and I kind of lift it just a couple inches at a time to get it down there, but it worked. Yeah, and then yeah. we couldn't find a strap to get the outboard um, yeah. in and out from the dinghy, from the water, but now we brought one back from the U.S., so that's going to help also. Yeah, so in addition to the outboard mount, he put in uh, a, ta- a cabinet for our tank. Dive yeah, tanks. for our dive tanks, so that's pretty cool. I mean... Well, here's what happened, though. This is my little story that goes along with that. So it was great. He did a great job. But man, what what paint or sealant do they put in that that just smells so bad? Um, I don't know what it is. Paint, oh, my God. So the, note to self, do paint jobs or fiberglass jobs only when it's warm and sunny. And you yeah. So here's what happened. So it was completely raining. And the night before, I had to be on a call from 1 a.m. in the morning till 7 a.m. in the morning. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to like go to sleep at 7 a.m. And I'm going to set my alarm for like 4 p.m. And I'm going to sleep and, and everything. And so they were painting 
and well, first they were they were knocking and pounding, which is what you do when you install stuff. And mm-hmm. I could kind of be okay with that because I had my earplugs or whatever. But the smell <laughs> of the paint, I was like, oh my god! And in YouTube videos, like you don't smell stuff. You <laughs> like you're looking at them painting stuff, and it looks like they ha- they have the proper gear on and stuff like that. But it so smelled so bad, and the where the dive tanks are the air pocket kind of flows down into the main cabin. The hull. The hull, yeah. Oh, my God. It was, like, so strong. And so I come up, and I'm like, guys, like, open a window, you know? Like, they had everything down. And I don't know. Maybe they just weren't thinking straight because of the fumes or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, So, yeah. So now we have a cabinet for our tanks, which is also awesome. Um, He's coming tomorrow to also install the lightning static diffuser. diffuser thing which goes back to i think we told the story but we ended up with the world's most expensive i don't know what it ended up being it was for like cell phone towers or something like that some lightning thing it was huge it was like how big around do you think it was like four feet or something like that yeah, i mean maybe a little less but yeah, yeah it was this huge ridiculous thing um anyway, i mean i'm sure it does its job it must do its job but by the time we paid shipping, paid customs, realized what it was, shipped it back. Well, it shipped from Turkey to France. Turkey to France. We carried it with us all the way to Montenegro. We On the boat, <laughs> on right? The boat we brought inside. it to Montenegro. We're like, we'll return it when we get there. So then we had to ship it back to Turkey. It had to go back through customs in Turkey. By that time, the people who manufactured the thing didn't even want to pick it up because they didn't want to pay for whatever it was they had to pay for on their side. So... Mm. Yeah, so that was a big disaster. So the one but, we got, we brought back from the U.S. and then we'll install this. And then and the yeah. reason we're installing this is um, insurance for insurance purposes yeah. so our deductible doesn't double if we get hit by lightning. Right. Um, other little things. So so that's kind of the, the unwintering. Um, well, the tanks, there was extra, the tank cabinet. Yeah, I mean, we're doing projects because we're here in Montenegro and and now we know where the stores are and we yeah. have friends with cars. Yeah, we have friends with cars. So taking advantage of that because we once s- we we move, then it's going to be on our bikes. Yeah, and, won't and, be, uh, we, you can't exactly carry this stuff on Yeah, bikes. we need to get uh, what the, uh, the water maker... Right. Uh, was also um, right. That's uh, on my list here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, winterize. So now we need to put it back and uh, get it. So it took again. you like a full day to winterize the thing to begin with. Like it was. Oh, it took a long maker. time. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole process, and and then when you're new to it, um, yeah, you're reading the manual and trying to figure out what each step is, and and you uniquely had to do it because the instructions are in French. <laughs> Yeah, so you look at the French instructions, yeah. so they're probably better. And then you look a little bit at the English ones. It's complicated. Yeah. yeah. So a couple other things. We just um, installed a vent to our freezer because the cabinet on the side was heating up. Yeah, that's, yeah. so that's the type of jobs you're like, oh, I wish that, you know, uh, because we have vents everywhere for the fridge. For the fridge and everything. And, and now I guess it's a standard practice uh, for Fontaine Peugeot to add a vent under the freezer. But, you know, you are like in Montenegro, you're not in France. And mm-hmm. I don't know. So now you're, you're just doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, 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 the plate is cheap. It's just it takes some time to do the yeah. work. But on a nice note, we bought so much stuff 
when we uh, got the boat in France, like tools and parts. Yeah, you could actually bust all those things out. Yeah, yeah, it feels like, wow, we are like a liverboard, like cruising boat because you're like, oh, I need this, I need that. And then you go and we have the storage with all the boxes and... And then you find this. You mostly we 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 have the stuff. Stefan's so organized. He like before he takes the project, he's got like Trello. He's got like a little picture for the card. He's got all the things he needs. Then he gets a little project box, I love and then he Trello. puts all the little things in the box. And he's like completely organized. And I'm like just. Just do it. Just like, but I would be completely a disaster trying to do some of the stuff because you think it all through. So it's really good. Well, you need so many little parts or yeah. tools and project starts one day, but then you stop because you don't have whatever. And then so the project can go over four days. Yeah. A little bit at a time, you're making progress. So speaking yeah. of extra parts, you want to talk about the bridal fair lead thing? So, yeah, that was another thing we did. Um, the way uh, those boats are set up is, so if this year we're going to use mooring. We haven't used the mooring boat so far. Mm-mm. And we haven't done any um, anchoring, like any made mooring, any anchoring with uh, short ties. Well, uh, we've done med mooring at the dock. We just haven't done med mooring. Well, like depends. to a tree know, or like to a rock or no med mo- yeah. mooring where you have an anchor right. and you come back and so um, yeah, I don't know how you call it. So so anyway, that means we need to get our stern anchor ready, and that means we need to be able to run the mooring line. Uh, the bridle we have for our anchor because the anchor is so far back. Uh, the bridle is under the boat, and it's not easy to basically reuse the bridle for the purpose of like a mooring ball. So you need a separate bridle. And the way the cleats are, um, the basically the line uh, going from the cleat to the to the mooring ball is rubbing against the beam, the forward beam. So the solution that uh, the cruisers have found is to have some kind of a fair lead um, that you can guide the line through. So this way it doesn't rub against the, the beam and doesn't chafe. So we had to install inst- oh, this here, a little funny story. And I know that. And I only remembered when we got back to the boat. But the, and in Australia, I guess they have a different ratio. But the solution is when you buy screws. For a job over water. Yeah. Pro tip. Or any screw. Get ready. Get your pens out. In in a boat, they, they, they <laughs> fall somewhere. You cannot find it. So it's always buy one extra. And at the time, I forgot about this rule, came back to the boat, and it's like... Mm, and you had your little project box with yeah, your screws. Yeah, because I attached yeah. the fenders, stern fenders uh, at the back, and then the, the fair leads. And, and of course, it's getting dark. I put my headlamp. It's getting cold. I put my jacket. Everything gets damp. And suddenly you're like, I don't know, your mind is not thinking so much. And one screw went overboard. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that project cannot be completed. And Yeah. Then, then we had to, to like, bum a ride back to the yeah. store. To and get I guess in, I forgot the ratio in Australia. We learned he says five. eight to one. <laughs> not eight to one. But <laughs> it's like by three times yeah. what you need. Yeah. And uh, it's a good way to build a little, little spare yeah. you know, box. So, we still have, um, yeah, so we went last season without a legit ditch bag. Like, obviously, we have the life raft and all the supplies in the life life raft. And we had this box where we kind of put everything, but we didn't have, like, a legit ditch bag. So that mm-hmm. was a major no-no. So we're putting that together. 
And then we're also um, setting up a rack for our bikes so they can kind of stay out of the way too. Yeah, what we learned is there's so many things to do uh, when you get ready to leave an anchorage or when you after you anchor and, and um, or dock. And we're trying to minimize the number of jobs, uh, especially to leave on a passage, uh, even a short one, because you never know the sea state and what, what it can be. Mm-hmm. So the process before was putting the folding bikes under the table, secure them, removing the outboard, putting it under the table, secure it. Uh, the and cushions. Everything in the world is under the table. <laughs> yeah, on the, for, the foredeck, the cushions yeah. over there move them inside and so do you have so many steps like this you're trying to do uh, just to make sure nothing bad happens and it's time consuming and and so now we found a solution to basically store the bikes permanently and they're out of the way and so we're basically having a bike garage type thing we will put a cover on it. yeah we'll see how that and goes. and then for the cushions instead of storing them inside the boat we found a solution with straps to raise them they're out of the way mm-hmm. uh, and then for the cushions on top we're not going to remove them but we're adding a, a permanent strap to yeah. make sure the wind doesn't blow them away so the that's that's kind of a way. Yeah. To so these are little like simple things lives, that are yeah. make it easier a little bit later. So how hard was it for you to clean the bottom and check the anodes? <laughs> Is that a trick question? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Um, yeah, it was a lot of work. Yeah, we hired a diver. <laughs> so yeah, that was that well, was. Uh, the reason is. Um, well, it was cold. It was really cool. Yeah, that's good enough of a reason. But the reason is you cannot dive in the marina. Yeah, that's true. You have to hire that diver. And the thinking was, as we going to head to Croatia, the water is still going to be cold. So it's not going to be, well, we have a wetsuit and sure, we can do that. But it's we not sound go- like so, We sound like... Complete. I know. Well, <laughs> we're transitioning. <laughs> it is what it is, guys. We're transitioning. It's, yeah. So, so anyway, and then if we needed to change the anodes, uh, yeah. then we needed to figure out yeah. know, and, this before we leave. And so. these guys do it pretty cheap, and they do a good job. So, yeah. yeah, that was it. So we got that done. And then last night at 6.15, you decided it was a good idea to put up the Genoa and um, thread a new halyard. Uh, yeah. Genoa halyard. Because uh, removing it mm-hmm. was by myself. It's a little tricky and it damaged the Dynema line. And uh, so we got a new Last one. Season. Last season. Taking yeah, it down. Taking yeah. it out, yeah. And um, now, I mean, I eventually I figure out a technique on how to do it. But the first time, it's like you're trying to do it by yourself. And, and then you get, uh, yeah, it's until you know the technique. It's Yeah, um, so you're getting got, used to the, well, we're getting used to the boat. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to do this. Yeah. And so... So it got dark again. It was a 15-minute project. Yeah, that didn't take 15 minutes. <laughs> it took three hours <laughs> in finishing the dark. Yeah, no, but it was fun. we got it done. And we were just lucky there was no wind or something. Yeah, I mean, you're taking yeah. advantage of that. And, yeah. And then uh, now it's done and, and uh, yeah, ready Voila. to go. Yeah. So um, you want to talk a little bit about what we're thinking in terms of where we're headed? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the plan is Croatia. No, we're going to go to Croatia. So, um, so it's Monday today. So that so the, the idea would be to go on Saturday. Yeah. 
And yeah, and for stop Dubrovnik. So that's, and I mean, we have to check in. That's the, that's the um, soonest port of entry. Mm-hmm. And the way Croatia is set up, that's how you have to do it. Like the second you get near a port of entry, you have to enter and take care of all that. And then, you know, can walk around a little bit and get some SIM cards. Yeah, and, and from Montenegro, I mean, it's it'll mm-hmm. be like, uh, um, I don't know. Not very long. Seven, eight hours yeah. at the most to get there. Yeah. And then we'll probably check in and then go at anchor. Yeah, uh, Just for sure. to um, check We're trying to systems. do mostly all anchorages mm-hmm. this year, so we'll see how that goes too. We were looking at Greece a little bit and even, like, I want to go spend a few days in Athens, but I don't want my boat anywhere near Athens. So we're going to probably do something else and take a ferry in or something like that. But, yeah, so I don't know. We're just kind of... That's how the season's going to start, yeah. so we'll see. And then there is all the planning about wintering the boat in Turkey. Yeah, for... So figuring out, you know... Oh, we got to re- respond to that guy's email. He sent us an email just now before we... Yeah. Okay. Are we still recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, so what else? that. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, what else? Well, then you have neighbors. <laughs> so... Uh, and they're so distracting they're, because they're so much fun and they want to do stuff. It's part of the cruising life yeah. and it's the... the no, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's nice because, you know, I mean, it takes your mind off and you socialize and, and uh, it's great. Dinners and bre- we've gone to breakfast. We've gone yeah, jogging. Yeah, sundowners and... and, and yeah, different stuff. Uh, running, heat class. Yeah. Um, so, it's been great. Yeah. Cool. All right, so that's what we've been doing over the last couple weeks and um, getting ready to head out uh, hoping the weather stays sunny it's been sunny the last couple days and um, yeah so maybe next time we do the recording we'll be in Croatia we can talk about that Mm -hmm. cool okay until next time bye thank you for listening if you like this podcast please subscribe like or share with another covert castaway fair winds for now (laughs) 